And welcome back into the Strike Show podcast. I'm your host, Travis Fulton. Thank you for making us part of your day. And guess what? Live golf, it's back. That's right, PGA Tour. Three months. Goodness gracious, three months. We've been sitting around with no live golf. Now, I know Taylor made driving relief. That was fun, great cause. The match, great fun. But I need a full field. I need the the best guys in the world teeing it up again. Four days of tournament golf, and we have it. It all starts this week. Charles Schwab Challenge out in Fort Worth, Texas. One of my favorite golf courses, the Colonial Country Club, played it back in February. What a field we have. Top five in the world are there. 16 out of the top 20. This is going to be a lot of fun. And uh, our guest here this week, he's on the grounds. He's playing the course. He's played it many times. Went to Southern Methodist University there in Dallas, Texas. He knows Colonial well. He's the 135th world-ranking player in the world. Welcome in, Harry Higgs. Harry, thank you for taking the time, my man. You got it, Travis. Appreciate you having me on. I know you've played Colonial. You've played it many times. Yep. What do you think? You'd better drive your ball straight. (laughs) Uh, And if you get in the rough, you got to judge the flyer. Try to land it around the front edge and the best place on a lot of the a lot of the approach shots to miss it is into the bunkers because the mm-hmm. bunkers are like cheating. They're so good. Really? Um, yes. Quite a bit of grain around the greens if you're pitching from the fairway. And then the rough is up in most areas. Some, you know, some shaded areas, the rough's not really up, uh, as in there's, you know, a lot of trees, but Rough is up, so chipping and pitching around the greens will be difficult, and it will be quite difficult from the fairway, too, because there's a ton of grain, and it's all into you. And, I mean, I think we're going to see, with three months off, I think we might see a few uh, chunk chips, you know, a shot, 20-yard shot that goes about two yards. Uh, yeah. One, because we we might all be a little rusty, and then two, because, <laughs> I mean, it is grainy. Woo, grainy and sandy. It was we went up and got tested and did the whole thing Sunday as I could just drive up there and went and hit some putts and chips later that afternoon. And <laughs> we, we threw some chips down on that into the grain stuff. And it was like, okay, well, I need to, I need to remember how to do this now. Um, <laughs> I want to, I want to get to that grain um, yeah. in a moment and how you approach that. But I'm just curious, you know, PJ tour has done a great job to get you guys back out there. I mean, you look at it, I mean, the NBA is not coming back till the end of July. Sure. Base, baseball still twiddling their thumbs on what they're going to do. Um, I mean, golf's back. I mean, the tour has done a nice job to get you guys back out there. Here we are, 1st of June. I mean, how have things went from, you know, if you could just give us a snapshot of from when you had to leave your house now to now on property to yeah. each day, just kind of what's happening here um around this coronavirus uh, protection yeah i mean the tour needs some love in in all the hard work they put in um and all the safety protocols and things that they do i mean and they also it's almost more difficult in a way for us because we change venues every week and we change Mm -hmm. host organizations every week so you've got to you know and you've got to schedule these and, and plan these things out months in advance and you've got to do it you know, over with three or four different people at a different time. And I think we've got it down pretty good. Uh, I haven't heard of any issues in terms of, you know, anyone not social distancing or anyone 
anyone that tested positive yet. And, and, you know, somebody may, and, and fortunately I think for all of us, uh, most all of us, you know, we're not really in the at risk group. So, you know, that person mm-hmm. might, just, you know, he, he might just have to sit out a couple of weeks and, you know, hopefully if that does happen, they'll, you know, obviously fully recover. Hopefully they're asymptomatic and don't even really know. Um, yeah. But in terms of the week so far, it's obviously quite a bit different. Um, myself and my brother who caddies for me, we went up, we just drove up Sunday and got our, got our brains tickled by the nasal swab and it came back negative. Uh, so then at that point you get a, like an orange lanyard and my brother and caddies, they, he gets a orange uh, wristband. That's to say that you have, I guess, tested negative for the virus okay. for the week. So now you may enter the facilities. You may go inside, you know, for me, I'm, I can use the locker room. Now I can go into player dining. I can go inside and use the restroom. Um, other than that, everything, you know, golf lends itself to be able to do this. Everything outside it's pretty darn easy to stay six feet from one another. I mean, I guess really the only area that I'm sure we all need to really focus in on and get used to and get used to a new routine is us with our caddies, you know, Mm -hmm. doing our best to stay as far away from them as possible. There will be times I'm sure where you're going to see us maybe get within a few feet or, you know, hopefully, hopefully we can all stay away. But in terms of like the guys you've played in a couple of threesomes and practice rounds and, I mean, it's quite simple to just stay away from everyone. Um, so, yeah, I mean, outside on the golf course, it's, it's quite normal. Um, the no fan part is a little a little weird, but, I mean, I've played in front of no fans plenty. Uh, you know, it might be weirdest Thursday, tomorrow, when we start. Uh, the fact that there's no fans milling around and you go out on the golf course and it's just basically the, you know, the six guys in your groups, the, the yeah. three players, the three caddies. But uh, no, I mean, other than the dining room tables and, and player dining being spaced out a ton and everybody sitting by themselves, um, it's really not that much different. You just have to go through yeah, uh, kind of a new protocol, you know, come back negative with the test. So you may walk inside um, and then try to we're going to try to develop through these you know first few weeks the, the routine to stay socially distant from your caddy as well. It's quite easy to do from the other guys, but your caddy as well. Yeah. It's interesting, right? You both test negative, but yet you, you got to have your distance from your caddy. You're going off at 1 PM. Charlie Hoffman, Bud Colley, Carl Schwab challenge uh, starts on Thursday. You know, it's interesting. Like I look at the colonial and I look at it historically, this tournament, and the bombers, let's just call it, you know, the, sure. the modern game. And you're long, Harry. You're out there 300 plus consistently. You're you're in that category of, you know, being able to kind of overpower a golf course, maybe like to the tune of a Cameron Champ or yeah, a, yeah, or yeah. A, or a McElroy. That but, might be generous. Uh, I, I've played <laughs> with guys that <laughs> kill it. <laughs> yeah, but you know, it's you look at the winners here, right? I mean, uh, Kevin Na, he's not long. You know, sure. Kevin Kisner's not long. Uh, Zach Johnson's won twice. David Tom's Corey Pavin. I mean, it. You know, th- this is a tournament that historically Rory's not showing up to. Um, that DJ is probably not going to show up to. And here they all are. I mean, everyone's here. It's a great field. Feels like a major championship. Yeah. So it's like it doesn't lend itself to the bomber. 
it's more of the strategic player, if you will, and win it different ways with, with strokes gain uh, approach, which is always important. But in particular here at Colonial, your short game's key, as you're mentioning, these little shots into the grain. Yeah. You know, what, what gives? I mean, it's, it, it seems like it's hot. It's going to play firm and fast. I mean, how do you, if you had to kind of predict this thing playing out, I mean, can the Bombers gain an advantage this week? I think so. Um, after going around, there's there's a a couple holes. The holes that are wider, mm-hmm. and that's not to say that they're wide, but the corridor's wider. The trees aren't like growing in and on the edge of the fairways. Basically, they all those holes have bunkers, and almost all of those bunkers are carryable at two ninety five, three hundred. Um, so I could see. I mean, I think hitting the golf ball as far as possible. If you can keep it as straight as possible, obviously that is a massive advantage. Mm-hmm. And I could see bombers having having an advantage here. Uh, and, and there are some some tee shots where your hand is forced, and your I think you'll see a lot of three irons, four irons off tees as well. Um, but from all this stuff, I don't do a ton of research on it. But my coach and my brother they research it more. It, this this golf course, there's. Around the greens, there's a lot more bunker shots than than a normal PGA Tour event. Okay. And the uh, from what I was told and saw that the punishment for missing greens is more severe than any other tour event, really. So, I mean, it's going to come down to – and the greens are quite flat and subtle. That's not to say that they're easy to putt. They're so subtle it's it could drive you nuts. Mm. Um, but they're pretty flat and subtle that and, and small. So if you hit a lot of greens, you're going to have – pretty good birdie looks so my thought is trying to get the ball in the fairway as often as possible one to make it easier to hit the greens but whomever hits as many greens you know whoever hits the most greens I think has a very really good chance I don't even think you'd have to gain but you know a ton of putts and have a crazy week on the greens to contend and have a chance to win yeah. Let's talk about these little shots into the grain. You said yeah. everything is pretty much into the grain around the greens. I oh, mean, yeah. kind of as, as, as a world-class player, you just, just talk us through what you're going to do there to kind of manage that into yeah. the grain pitch. Well, one, it's still weird. And I don't know that I'd consider myself world-class. I know I consider myself world-class in my mind, but it's weird to have somebody else say that. So thank yeah. you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but no, so, for it's it's a little sandy at the base too mm-hmm. which makes um your ability to use the bounce almost zero so that makes it even more difficult uh and then the grass length the actual br- blade of grass is pretty tough like pretty obviously grainy and and strong but also a little long not i mean not to say that it's overgrown but the, just the way that the grass is, it's a little long, it's into the grain, and it's sandy. So you really can't use the bounce. You really can't, you know, have the wedge help you. You pretty much, for me, I mean, it's almost, I'm feeling like I'm aiming four or five yards left of any target, any area I want the ball to land. And I'm literally almost always, no matter the club, having the face a little open and cutting every one of the shots I hit trying to almost feel like you're wiping the face across and to the left for me as a right-handed golfer so I'm cutting every shot so I'm not having a ton of turf interaction yeah and then the the cut motion also allows you to hit it a little harder be more aggressive 
And that's beneficial when that grass gets long and you might have grass between the club face and the ball, which would deaden the hit, make it go shorter. So in theory, the cut is, does solves for two things solves for, you know, the turf interaction and the club just sticking into the ground and the ball going nowhere. But then also the, the club face getting grass between the face and the ball the cut you're 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 almost you're kind of just innately hitting it a little harder when you're feeling like you're cutting it and spinning mm -hmm. it um so yeah i mean it's we've we've done quite a bit of chipping and pitching out on the golf course and it's tested pretty well but i'll be honest i mean you still you still chunk one or two of them a day i mean it's it's difficult it's very difficult yeah um well that's gonna so be interesting yeah. that's gonna be interesting to watch i mean i mean clearly there's gonna be some rust i mean for sure you know there's there's when I was filling out my DraftKings lineup, I, I just basically took everybody that had kids, put them in one category, and then <laughs> everybody else that didn't have kids, put them in. And I just took everybody that didn't have yeah. kids because the guys that have kids, they've been yeah, they haven't been, against. yeah, they haven't been doing any golf. <laughs> I mean, I've been playing, I've been playing a ton. Uh, I've, I hardly took any days off in however many days we took off. Um, but then the competitive side of it, you know, and I even played a few tournaments around dallas or uh we'd had our club championship at trinity forest um so i'm kind of somewhat maybe competitively fresh ish okay. but that for the first year of a pga tour event is is a bit different than no offense our club championship at trinity forest but yeah yeah there's gonna be a, a either an element of like physical skills rust there or a lot of, i think almost everyone will have competitive kind of mental rust for yeah. sure oh yeah yeah for sure that's that's as expected yeah. and and um and take a little bit you know get the competitive juices it's going to be different you know with without the fans out there for sure and oh yeah the, the intensity level i'm sure will be just bizarre and, and strange especially yeah. as you get into the weekend and sunday and the thing people are getting into contention so it's going to be uh It'll be interesting to pan out, and we'll certainly be looking at these uh, these little short game shots um, around oh, yeah. the green. It sounds like an absolute nightmare um, in the way that. Well, yeah, <laughs> I mean it's it requires it requires some serious precision and serious trust because you yeah. you kind of have to hit them a little harder, and it, it it it's it's difficult. It's doable, but it's difficult. Um, I think if if you see a guy maybe in the rough off the tee or whatnot and and he hits the he hit, misses the green and it goes into a bunker he was almost all the time intentionally doing that yeah okay. um the bunkers are fantastic and that's to say that i mean the whole golf course is fantastic um but the bunkers are so good it's it's almost easy to get it up and down from most of them I just want to interrupt this interview real quick and give a shout out to my friends over at Encore Golf. Encore provides some of the most cutting edge technology in a golf ball that I have ever seen. Their team in Buffalo, New York is changing the script of golf technology through their perimeter weighted designs which offer players enhanced accuracy and control for every shot on the course. With their award winning Elixir and Avant 55 golf balls. They are transforming the game for players of all skill levels. Visit EncoreGolf.com backslash Travis Fulton for more details about their products that are revolutionizing the game. Now back to the Stripe Show.
let me switch gears on you for a minute here. Yeah. I, I take you on a little journey here for the last four years. I mean, you've, you've been, <laughs> you've been, uh, you've been on a tear really the last few years um, sure. with your game and improving your status each year since 2018. Here, here's what you were doing four years ago today. You were, you missed the cut on the McKenzie tour at the mm. golf BC championship four years ago today, you missed the cut on the McKenzie tour. Yep. Two years ago today, Latino America, you finished T 17 at the Boopa match play. Ooh. Yeah. Okay. And then last year, this week, you're on the corn Ferry tour. You finished T night at the BW uh, BMW charity pro And this year you're playing in the colonial on the yeah. PGA tour. How about that? That's pretty cool. You know, it's pretty I mean, cool to see it. Yeah, to see it in kind of that that progression. I stunk when I went up to Canada. That was that was four years ago. Man, I <laughs> I had nothing. Talk about playing narrow golf courses and I couldn't I couldn't hit anything in the fairway. Hmm. And I'm I'm a great driver of the ball and I just couldn't do it. Um No, that's pretty cool to see that yeah. progression, no doubt. I was <laughs> I was curious what, what last year was like. Um but so I've I've gone miscut seventeenth, ninth. And now I'm here, so I have to do better than ninth. Is is that's kind right. of my thought? You know, there's there is a natural progression. Well, that was so seventeen. Seventeen to ninth is eight spots, and eight spots from ninth is first. I'm so just saying, what you're saying is I'm going to win the golf tournament this week. I'm just saying you took the math right out of uh, my mouth, and I had that yeah. written down on my sheet of paper. So if if you did, <laughs> and win I'm the- terrible at math, I have no <laughs> idea how I thought of that. <laughs> if don't think anybody that's listening, do not think that I'm very good at math. <laughs> <laughs> if you did win this tournament, it would do wonders for this podcast too. Now, Harry, you know that. Well, right? good, yeah, <laughs> good. Yeah, it's, um, it's still even that is still weird for me to to think that people want to, you know. Yeah turn a podcast on and listen to me um but i bet it makes it even you know it'll make it even a little better when we win this week that's right that's right well DraftKings has you at seven thousand. um yeah you know i've got a buddy that that texted me yesterday said you know i got some bulletin board material for you my he doesn't i mean he's a he's a gambler but not crazy he said his bookie is not uh not even offering odds on me so i get it i mean that's bulletin board material. You're right. Yeah, you know, I like to I like to fly under the radar. Excuse me, I like to fly under the radar a little bit. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I like beating people too. So <laughs> that's that's the way. Yeah. That's, a, that's the way this that's the way this thing works. And uh, yeah, and, and you have been beating people, and it's it's cool to see the progression. Um, you know, I oftentimes when I'm talking to my students and people who are interacting sure. with me on social media and this podcast, like when we say that the talent is deep, I mean, you are living proof of that. I mean, you're playing sure. McKenzie tour um, four years ago, Latin American tour two years ago. You know, that's equivalent to like yeah. double, just say double A baseball. Right. And then yep. you work into the Corn Ferry tour and then. You know, here you are, you, you get your win there and now you're on the PGA tour. So it's just cool to see the, it's cool to see these tours, how deep they are, how good the players are. It allows you to cut your teeth, refine your skills, get better. And is it fair to say, Harry, that you're, you're kind of a late bloomer in some ways, right? I mean, oh yeah, no doubt. No doubt. Yeah, no doubt. And I, I couldn't agree more with what you said that, you know, there are more people like me playing these tours as well and Mm -hmm. and 
you know, oftentimes they're younger and, and it may take, you know, on an international tour, it may take them a year or two to really kind of, I always say, get their formula right. Get, you know, what, what goes on to make you perform your best Monday to Sunday. Uh, and it starts Monday. It absolutely does. You know, whether it's even just travel day Monday, making sure you drink enough water or get enough rest, whatever it might be. Um, yeah. But those those tours, I mean, in the Corn Ferry Tour as well, the developmental tours, the quote unquote developmental tours that the tour, you know, has a hand in. There is so much talent there. There are so many great players that, you know, are like have to have the ability to be, you know, top level best players in the world kind of things. And And not all of them will get there. That's just the way the game works and the way kind of life works. But some will and they will continue to as these tours, you know, get bigger and bigger and bigger. And, and you'll see more people that kind of did what I did do, yeah. you know, a year in Latin America, a year on the Corn Ferry PGA Tour. And then, you know, all of that, I showed up and quite honestly, I didn't, uh, if you had told me a rook, I was a rookie, I wouldn't have really thought I was, you know, I just, I, I was 28 years old. I've played, you know, five level, five years of professional golf before this year all over the world, um, playing in tons of tournaments anywhere and everywhere. Like I, I was ready for this. I, yeah. the way that I got here made me ready. Um, so then it was just about sticking to what I, you know, spoke about before my formula, my Monday to Sunday formula and just beating people. Like I was ready. There's no need to, you know, Oh, wow. There's these big names or, Oh, wow. There's crowds and big grandstands. And that doesn't matter. I'm ready. I'm, I might be 28, but like you said, I'm a, I'm a late bloomer. And I think that was an advantage for me. I don't know that I'd have had the success that I had this year. Had I done it at yeah. 23, let's say I, I wouldn't I, actually, I do know I would not have been ready. I would not have had the success. So yeah, I'm very, obviously it was, it was fun to do what I did and level up, you know, two years in a row and get to the PGA tour. You know, I did it as, I guess as fast as anyone can it, yeah. once you start at a developmental level, it's fun to do it. Good golf is fun. Um, you know, and I've played some not so good golf and that's not always as fun. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah. Amen to that. Right. There's yeah. a, there's a lot of people listening to this uh, podcast that are going to agree with you uh, on that yeah. one. Unfortunately, most of us play more bad golf than we do good golf. Um, where you're on the other end of that. And I'm curious if you had to give me a name yeah. that is coming, like maybe they're on the corn Ferry tour right now, or maybe they're on the PGA tour with you right now that okay. yeah. we're, we're, we, we kind of know who they are, but we really don't know yet. If you had to give me a name or maybe there's two, a guy that sticks out for you. It's like, yeah, this guy's um, he's coming. So at, at Trinity forest, you know, it's not, not that I'm plugging the club I belong to, Go but for it. <laughs> at Trinity Forest, there's that we have a, what they call the ambassador program. And it's just, you know, yep. pros that live in the area will, you know, join and play. And we've got, I mean, I would say four at the club. That's not including me mm-hmm. that are either, you know, developmental tour level or corn fairy level that I see, I mean, huge things from. Okay. Uh, Austin Smotherman was a former teammate of mine at SMU. He's by far the name that he will play. I mean, I, now that the corn Ferry has to graduate next August, I would, I would bet a lot of money that he's doing that. 
um, Brandon Wu, who joined uh, last fall, I think. Brandon, you know, was a Brandon's a little bit more of a household name. If you're kind of a golf nut, was an All American, won a national championship at Stanford. Yep, uh, played a Walker Cup. Brandon, obviously, the pedigree's there for Brandon. Like he's going to get there. And then Sebastian Crampton joined. He played at Cal. He hits it nine miles and is just really good. Um, and it may take him maybe a year or two more. He he kind of not not that it's a knock on him, but he kind of. I think he had uh, status up in Canada before the season got canceled. So that, you know, he was well on his way to starting and developing his, you know, the way he goes about his business. And then Charlie Saxon's a great friend of mine and he's a, he's on the corn Ferry tour as well. And has had, I mean, Charlie's a killer. Charlie's a winner. He's gone over to China and played PGA tour China and won a bunch there. And mm-hmm. he had a, he had a couple chances to win last year on the corn Ferry tour. Didn't quite get it done, but you know, he and Austin, I would say, are for sure getting off the Corn Ferry Tour this next year. Um, awesome. awesome. I could probably, at some point throughout this, if I remember, come up with somebody on tour. There's, I mean, there's so many guys are so impressive. Yeah. You know, it's it's, and then in a way, so many are unimpressive. Not to, not to knock them, but they're unimpressive. And then you sign their scorecard, you kept score, and the guy adds it up, and it's you know, 66 and you're like, wow. Huh. Okay. That's right. You know, yeah. they're just, they're just good. Everybody's yeah. just good. And, and everybody's good across all levels, developmental yeah. tour golf as well. Everybody's just really good. All right, let's go. Let's go quick hitter style. Yeah. Um, the PGA tour is back. That's right. We have a full weekend of golf ahead of us. And even though the trophy is reserved for the winner, the big cash prizes don't have to be. To add to the excitement, DraftKings, the official daily fantasy game of the PGA Tour, is putting you in the center of the action with a free shot at a $1 million top prize with your first deposit. It's easy to play. Just pick six golfers, stand on the salary cap, and sit back and follow the action. The more red numbers they have on the leaderboard, the closer you'll be to winning some green. It doesn't get any closer to a major than this with all the heavy hitters taken to the course and a million dollars up for grabs at DraftKings. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at the $1 million top prize with your first deposit. That's promo code TRAVIS to get a free shot at $1 million with your first deposit only at DraftKings. I've got, we're going we're gonna to do a little rapid fire here. First one, how many buttons on the shirt? Two, three, or four? The shirt has four buttons, and okay. I only ever button one. Okay. I only get four button shirts and button one. That's... And I, this is not a short answer now that I continue. I promise it's not for vanity reasons, although the kind of bravado and the macho man, maybe there's a little bit of that hinting <laughs> in the back of my head. Um, but I'm big, obviously, and I have round shoulders. And the more I button the shirt, the more it feels like it's choking me. Okay. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. What's the – give me the, the go-to cocktail at night. Tito's and water. Okay. I've, for what? How old am I? 28? For seven years. <laughs> so, no Kettle One. Is that even – No. I, you know, Kettle One is the really the only one I I can taste – that it's kettle one. Yeah. You know, it, it kind of has a little, it, to me, it's almost fruity and that might be the exact opposite of what it is, but I, that's the only one that I don't really love. My girlfriend likes it. So I always have one. Okay. Um, there's kettle one, you know, in the house, no doubt, but yeah. Tito's always Tito's. 
Nice, nice. I, I love me a Cheetos once in a while. I go tonic though. I gosh, I just I gotta. I can't See, do I, soda. I can't do soda. I can do tonic. Yeah, I don't. I don't really. I'm not a big soda guy. The bubbles kind of <laughs> get yeah. me indigestion. Um, and then you know the water is perfect. I don't do any fruit. Just as plain as plain gets. And the tea dozen water kind of gives you a little leeway in case you have three or four on a big night. You, you're not going to feel horrible the next day. You're going to be you're going to be feeling it a little bit, but love it. Yeah, I love it. You're, so you're rolling in. You got four buttons. You got one of them that's yes. done. You got your Tito's and tonic, and you you come rolling up to Colonial. Anyone anyone ask you for your credential this week? You know, <laughs> no. Not really, because it's just because it is so different and okay. like we're all players. But yes, I mean, the, I've had some funny run-ins with. Yeah, I think even you know after I'm in and warm up and walk to tees, I think some some of the people there are looking. I guess the if I had a shirt without any logos on it, I think they'd really be panicked. Um, but usually when we're you know walking around like you know billboards with with logos, people yeah. are like ah he must be. You know, Thursday to Sunday is a little different, too, because usually we're the only ones wearing pants, right? Yeah. So, like, if there were fans here at Fort Worth, um, it's going to be 100 degrees. If if I'm wearing pants, I'm playing in the tournament. Ain't nobody out. If there were fans to be there, there was nobody there that's going to be wearing pants. So, right. you know, but I, they have to do their job, and they, and they can. I think there have been a few instances I've caught a few people's brief looks looking at me like, is he really playing? And then I, I usually walk up and – Stripe it down the middle and go, you know? Yeah, yeah. I am playing. That's right. That's right. What, uh, what, what annoys you the most on the golf course? Uh, I would say it's always been if you're on a hole with, you know, a few, few more fans around, which, which happens so rarely for me. Um, but you miss like a six footer, let's say, and everybody, you know, goes, Oh, that always just like, rub salt in the wound you know okay. like i'm not yeah i'm pretty pissed i missed it too okay you know that and then just slow play i don't like waiting okay. um so slow play and and the ooze and ahs I, I find it funny <laughs> a lot of times jordan or lebron oh, man i'll say jordan because it'll piss my brother off he's a <laughs> huge lebron fan and we just watched the documentary and everything and yeah yeah, and he's a golfer. He's a huge golfer. Yeah, he is. But I bet yeah. if LeBron took up golf, he would be really good too, because he's good at everything. <laughs> so your brother's your caddy now. And yep. So how's that? I mean, this this is. We'll come back to the quick hitter. I mean, sure. You had a, as I understand, you had a legendary caddy on your bag, um, very experienced guy before this, and now yes. your brother. So, you know, is it? What what's happening there? What 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 kind of relationship are you looking for there, and things you need from your brother for that for that to be uh, successful in your yeah? Eyes? Well, obviously, the the brother aspect of it is a benefit and can be at times a, a hindrance as well. Like we have to, while we're operating and playing golf competitively on the PJ Tour, we have to be you know more business like, more professional, less you know, BSing and, and walking around and, you know, and it's the other side, it, it is fun. And it's not to say that I'm my caddy before Mike Carrick um, is, I mean, he's the hall of famer if yep. there was a hall of fame and he, I mean, I can't thank him enough for what he did for me. Uh, one putting up with me and two getting me to this point. Um, and then really the, the move was made. I mean, it's kind of 
a motivational thing in a way for me, not that I wasn't motivated, you know, I wanted to do well. So Mike, my former caddy would do well too. Um, mm -hmm. But it, it was always my brother, he played college golf at SMU as well. So it was always kind of in the back of my mind and I decided to, to go for it. And we're still, obviously we, we did two events. We did Honda and Bay Hill. Yep. And then, and then we got whacked at the players. Um, but no, so, you know, we're still in the infancy, the, the learning stage of all of it. Uh, yeah. I think we're, I think we're getting there quickly, which is nice. Um, and, you know, I, I kind of view it as, you know, he and I are going to do this for 20 years and hopefully I make a whole bunch of money. So he makes a whole bunch of money and, and we kind of, and, and it was nice in a way to start fresh. Yeah. Uh, maybe, you know, I don't know if that's the right choice of words, but start and, and build, you know, a, a professional relationship with somebody that, you know, I know very well. And, and we can, in my mind, it's, we can, you know, over these 20 years, let's say we will be the standard, Yeah. you know, we will be the way that we work out there will be, you know, exactly what everybody strives for. And everybody, I mean, that's not, again, that's not a knock on any other caddy. I mean, they're all, they're all so good nowadays. It's such a profession and the guys work so hard. Uh, I mean, I have the utmost respect for everyone. I've never been in a group where I see the caddy and I'm not, impressed yeah. like everybody they all impress me they're all so good at what they do and they have so much knowledge about a lot of these courses um so yeah i mean i guess in a way we're we're working our way towards it uh, and we'll always be as as everybody is but it, it's nice to have you know a, a familiar face not that mike wasn't a familiar face either mike was you know a great friend of mine and and hugely helpful to me but we just went and just kind of went in a different direction and see if we can kind of get in contention again, like I did, you know, four or five times a year with yeah. Mike, um, get in contention again. And, and when does some. he, does your brother drink Tito's and water? He does. He's more of a Tito's soda. Okay. And then he's gotten into tequila. Oh, okay. <laughs> tequila is kind of his, his okay. deal. Um, we're trying to get, uh, Abe answer to get us some, uh, what is it? Fletcher. Azul, oh, I think he yeah. calls it. We're trying to get some of that that new tequila Abe's been, you know, giving out to everybody but me, it feels like. <laughs> what? Yeah. What, um, today's game, modern game, two sure. scenarios. Is it, the old adage was, you know, you drive for show, putt for dough. Is it the other way now? Is you do you drive, drive for dough, putt for show? Mm. Or do you ball strike for dough, putt for show? I think the biggest thing in today's game is the approach play. Okay. Um, but, you know, now that we've got all this information, strokes gained and whatnot, uh, your approach play gets a whole lot easier when you're hitting a whole lot of wedges in, too. So driving does make a huge difference. I would say putting is still so valuable, obviously. And if you look at it, you know, the guy that, let's say a bomber, let's say Dustin Johnson, he hits it long and straight and wedges it great and is a great iron player, and he's – you know, he's so good that he has a chance to win almost every week. I would say the weeks that he really has a chance to win or does win, he might not even gain a ton of strokes on the greens, but he holds out well. Right. You know, he keeps making those six to ten footers for birdie, and he keeps, you know, shooting low scores because of that. Now, it was made easy because he hits it forever and straight, and then he wedges it phenomenally. So it's easy, you know, if you've got a bunch of six to ten footers for birdie, you're going to make – a few more of them, but the weeks that you have chances to win and you're in the lead, 
usually that putter is making a bit of the difference. And you might not get enough, enough love for the strokes game because you gained it, you know, in the modern game, you've, you've gained it off the tee and the approach. So there's really no more to yeah. gain. But you hold the button, you go to the next hole. Um, I mean, I would say yes to your question that it might be a little bit more driving now. But there's also weeks the guys just hold every putt and they right. win. You know, it's I, I think the modern game is is more whatever you're good at, be really, really mm-hmm. good at it. Um, and guys are and guys are for weeks on end throughout a year. And those guys are the top players in the world. You know, no matter what it is, just be really good. Yeah. At it. Well, you got to have a strength, right? There's got to be something you got to have a strength. And speaking of strokes gain, here's where you stand. Um yeah. Strokes gain off the tee are twenty second. That's really good. Um, strokes gain putting, you're sixty sixth. Nice. Yeah. And then strokes gain approach, one fifty three. Strokes gain around the green, one fifty three. But off the tee putting, I mean, sure. you're top shelf, right? At this point, now that that's yeah. early. We've got a, you know, we've yeah. And my numbers are a bit skewed. Yeah. <laughs> I when I finished second in Bermuda, and there's no. There's no strokes game there. there. Yes. Uh, and that was obviously one of the best weeks for both putting around the green and approach. Um, but no, I mean, my my progression, let's say, through these last – now this is the third year. So through the last two years was I was one of the best uh, or if not the best at each level in terms of strokes gained approach. And I have – I have not not necessarily struggled, but I haven't done it as well as I normally do mm-hmm. throughout the events that I've played so far this year. Um, so once I get that strength back up to where it is, I should be I should be in good position, yeah. right? Because I I always drive the ball pretty well. Um, not the longest of long, but I'm not short, and I and I usually drive it very straight. So that makes up for me not being as long. Um, and then yes, the putting. I mean, if I stayed, you know, 50th, top 50, 66, right, as I am right now, that's that's plenty fine. Um, and then I have hit a couple horrific shots around the greens. I, I like my short game a lot better than than the number. Yeah, yeah. Um, just a few shots have been terrible. So <laughs> it's hard to – in the amount of events that I've played so far, it's hard to catch up for the really, really bad ones I've hit. But, no, I mean, yes, if – I think I think I've got my approach play back to the strength that it is. Uh, so I'm very much looking forward to the start that we're going to have here, yep. and, and and just do just kind of do. I mean, I've I've kind of been a do everything pretty well kind of guy. There's not one thing that stands out. I think driving will normally stand out maybe a little bit more. That'll be kind of my highest category. Okay. Um, but. Other than that, I, I should I should start to improve on those those numbers that are trailing behind a little bit. Let's talk about that real quick here as um, as I kind of transition you here to my final segment, which is you know you work with Corey Lundberg, and I'm sure you guys yeah. um, look at some of those things from time to time. You don't strike me as a real a, a guy that's going to be very technical. Um, yeah, no. you, you know, you're not in there crunching. <laughs> track man and force played and you know no. just needing that um you know needing to quantify it so much from that standpoint sure. as long as you, you've got your feel you're instinctive and the ball is doing what you want it to do but just if you could just give us a snapshot of maybe one or two specific things that you would work on with Corey that um kind of addresses you know that steady improvement no doubt and it's been 
you're dead right. Uh, Corey's in charge of the track man and whatever swing catalyst, whatever the heck he's all got in his bay, you know, all the technology, he's in charge of that. Yeah. I, most of the time, I don't even like looking at my swing on video. I just, he's the one I trust with it. Uh, he's, in my opinion, the best at working with me for sure, but definitely one of the best in the world <laughs> at what you guys all do. Um, and yeah, we've done, we've done the same thing for, uh, I mean, I think almost a little over three years now. And it's my struggle is to s slide my lower body basically out to the left. So towards the target a little too much, which then, you know, creates more of my upper body would, as we call it side bend to the yep. right too much. Uh, and that gives me, and I've played, golf with like that for so long that yes i am pretty good while still doing that um but that does lend me to have a contact issue strike issues i'll kind of hit it low and sometimes get it off the heel and, it, and then it's just harder to you know visualize and see the shots and, and get the ball close to the hole often enough um so a lot of it goes through uh, we say load loading you know without swaying or shifting off the ball but loading getting some weight off my left foot and onto my trail foot my right foot and then I'm always trying to feel like I fall left with my upper body basically mm -hmm. so just kind of stay more on top of it we, we say stacked on top of it mm -hmm. and that gives me you know I'm hitting it in the center of the face more often, which everybody loves. And then that gives me the ability to create, yep. right. To hit different shots and get them get, you know, cut that shot into the back yep. right flag. And, and, you know, so it's been so simple and I think it's been so good. And he's obviously knows what he's doing and it doesn't allow me to do really anything other than just focusing on the kind of baseline thing every now and again, which, you know, I'm always trying to stop the, the slide forward and the side bend, mm -hmm. right. And it, I mean, it's worked, it's worked great, obviously oh, there's three years basically of great results to, to show for it. So we yep. stick with it and it's not, it's not rocket science. I'm the big thing is just trying to hit the ball in the center of the face. Uh, I'm more of a, I'm a little bit more of a cutter than anything else. So I think he checks on, you know, making sure that little things, you know, aim and, and path is all kind of for cut. And then you just yep. go. That's good stuff. I mean, that's a very common thing. It seems for, you know, better players sure. where, you know, the higher handicaps, you're trying to give them a little bit more side bend to the right. And then as that yeah. skill continues to build and they, you know, you get to your guys's level and you know, it's, it becomes a contact issue, heel strike. And, you know, now you're trying to less lateral and, you know, more on top of it. So it's a, it's a progression and it's, yeah. it's it obviously um, is directed towards that particular player and um this this one here as you're discussing is something that you certainly hear from from a lot of pga tour players and um man you get that strokes gained approach back in line where you've had it with uh the way you drive yeah. it in the putting I, hey i'm 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 actually this is in DraftKings. i think i'm gonna go ahead and i'm gonna plug it in i've got eight thousand to spend i'm putting you in at at seven thousand. Yeah. and uh, my final question to you before i let you go out and and get some practice in is I think it would be cool if players were Mike, I certainly get it. If they don't want to be JT came out and was kind of against it. Mm -hmm. I think you'd be a great candidate to be Mike. I think you'd be highly entertaining. Would you wear it? <laughs> 
Yeah, uh, pretty sure I'm wearing one next Perfect. week. Um, <laughs> at some point, I haven't heard. Okay. They asked me this week, uh, and I say no so little, and I'll need to work on that at times. Um, I didn't want to do it this week. I wanted to try to, you know, it's going to be a little weird first yeah. tournament back. wanted to try to keep it as normal as possible. I wore a mic uh, last year in the Bahamas on the Corn Ferry Tour, one of, one of the rounds, the second Bahamas event at Abaco. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely open to it. Obviously for me to, if you, if you're wearing a mic, they're going to show more of your shots, yeah. which is, you know, beneficial to me. And, um, there are guys I get, they don't, and they're already going to show them. They don't really need. And, and in that sense, you could, you know, you could get creative and mic a caddy, yeah. um, you know, and then you kind of get, you know, if there's a mic in a group, you kind of get access to everybody in that group, really. Well, I think you do. Um, I'm in and I know that I know that there's obviously going to be more of a push to do so. And I think over time we will see we will see quite a few guys that'll do it. Uh, and, then, you know, if the guys don't want to do it, they don't they don't yeah. do it. That's totally fine. You know, it is a business. And if they don't feel that it will or if they feel that it will hinder their performance, guys just aren't going to do it. And that's totally yeah. fine. But I, I think by my, to my knowledge, I'm doing it next week and I, I'm open to it. Maybe not all the time. Uh, but if people enjoy it for some reason, they enjoy listening to me go through a round of golf. Well, I would. I'm I think it'd be great. I'll sure. look forward to uh, tuning in when you make the trip up to uh, Hilton Head, which um, is kind of another yep. similar track in some ways to what you're facing this week. So I appreciate you saying yes to coming on the Stripe Show podcast. Yeah. I can't thank you enough. And um, I'm a fan. We'll be watching this week. Stay safe. Best of luck uh, to you and your brother as you. Uh, strike the engines here back up and we get PGA tour flowing here, uh, full speed.